Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in James chapter 3. James is a very practical book. In chapter 1, we've talked about trials and temptations. In chapter 2, we talk about faith and prejudice and faith and works. And now in James 3, 1 through 12, we find the largest section dealing with the tongue in all of Scripture. So James is going to begin with a warning. Let not many of you become teachers, because those who teach are going to be judged more strictly. Then he gives these illustrations about the tongue in verses 3 through 12. First off, the tongue has power to direct. It's like a bit put into a horse's mouth. Notice verse number 3. Or a ship that is turned by a small rudder. So your tongue is like a, a bit and it's like a rudder. The picture is, is that the tongue needs to be controlled. It needs to be controlled ultimately by God who needs to be the captain of the ship of our life. Then he talks about in verses 5 through 8 how the tongue has the power to destroy. Notice in verse number five, he talks about how great a forest a little fire kindles. Tongue can be like fire. A small word can be like a small spark that causes a large fire. The tongue has the power to tear people down and destroy people's lives. And then he says the tongue can be like a wild animal that uh, it is difficult to be tamed. He says, no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Again, the tongue can bring destruction. Then in verses 9 and 10, he talks about the tongue and the power to deceive. And he gives this illustration of how out of the same mouth can come blessing and cursing. And he says, this isn't how it should be. A spring doesn't bring forth fresh water and bitter water. And a fig tree does not bear olives, or a grapevine doesn't bear figs. He says that the spring yields both salt water and fresh. This doesn't make any sense. There is deception involved here. So he gives this illustration that our tongue has great power and influence. Power to direct, power to destroy, and power to deceive. Use your tongue wisely. Then he moves in verses 13 through 18 to talk about wisdom. Now, biblical wisdom is skill in living under the authority of Scripture and the fear of the Lord. It is skill in applying God's Word. Earthly wisdom, however, is living by personal thoughts and feelings or by the thoughts and feelings that the culture has placed in your mind. So he says in verse 13, ask the question, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it through his conduct. And then he's going to contrast earthly wisdom. If you have bitter envy and this self-seeking, then this wisdom doesn't come from above. Instead, verse 15, it is earthly, sensual, demonic. When there's envy and self-seeking and there's confusion and evil things, that is where people are living under earthly wisdom. They're living by their own personal thoughts and feelings. Then he contrasts that and says that there is wisdom that is from above. And he describes this wisdom in verse 17. It is pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. This is skill in living under the authority of Scripture. And notice then what this results in, verse 18. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. The picture is, is when we have heavenly wisdom, then we experience the fruit of righteousness and we sow that fruit of peace into the lives of others. So let's go today, follow the Prince of Peace, and be people who live in God's peace.